for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dirk Pullman Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Willkommen, bienvenue, welcome to the Dirk Pullman Show. And my guest is Rob Heatherly. A former U.S. Marine and uh, um, engineer for, let's say, skyscrapers. But maybe you tell a little bit about yourself. But that's not the reason why I invited you to the show. But just to give a background who you are. Yeah, um, I served as an infantry Marine um, right out of high school. And I went from there into um, a career um, in engineering skyscrapers, high-end, heavy commercial buildings, the exterior cladding. So... I, I developed a innate sense for paying attention to detail, working off architectural blueprints and specifications. So um, a lot of um, training that goes with that, obviously, as an engineer, but also in mechanics, um, machinists and electronics and computer repair and some programming. So I've kind of done a little bit of everything mm-hmm. Um it allows you've me been working on the to, pentagon that is correct on the third ring yeah um our company bid the third ring of the pentagon replacement um when uh, the exterior cladding for that so mm. our my company i engineered that uh, for the uh, structural and the design engineering for what they specified to replace the uh damage um, from the impacts so that was an honor to be able to bid and uh project manage that job Okay. So it, it kind of um, let me. The, yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, um, we have a common interest that we found. <laughs> uh, yes. Interest is a little bit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's more than that. So it's Wikipedia. Yeah, um, I'm the yes. enemy of uh, Wikipedia number one in Germany. They consider me to be that. And uh, this is why I noticed that you are in not the same situation, but how did you go from engineering into uh, looking up what Wikipedia is doing? Uh, that's kind of a funny story. Well, kind of. Um, and I was in a near fatal car crash in the, the mid 2000s, and it took about till 2008 for my spine to deteriorate to where I needed surgery. And then they, they, um, inappropriately used chemicals they shouldn't have damaged my central nervous system and then i was forced into retirement at age 42 in 2009 so to keep myself occupied because i have a lot of physical constraints i invest into research projects Uh, physics was a hobby of mine that i kept up with and then it transcended into ancient history um, researching megaliths and then i noticed that the contemporary UFO field was exhibiting a lot of the same characteristics of physics. So I started down that path. And in doing that last year, when David Grush went uh, public in June 5th, um, I, I was following UFO Twitter and the talking points about him that there were newcomers into the field and they had this similar talking points and I noticed patterns easily. So I went looking to see where they were getting their talking points from. And I, I came, went into Wikipedia and noticed that all their talking points were coming from David Grush's uh, page. And then I went to look at the editors and noticed that um, it was a very familiar editor for me that uh, that had very uh, strong talking points that McWest does. And then I pursued it from there and saw that they were being very disparaging this small group of editors towards him. So I went and looked at Lou Elizondo's page, 
and Ross Coldhearts, George Knapps, on down the line of anybody that was a proponent, not just in the UFO field, but any related uh, parapsychology, um, physics, all of that. And the, the same group kept showing up of editors. And, and then it took me three months to map out, just contextualize the framework of how expansive this group was. And they, they, this particular group locks up the UFO topic. Susan Gerbich's admitted guerrilla skeptics are in the parapsychology and other fields that are their pet projects, but they cumulatively control, they admit to over 2,000 pages with over 150 million page views as of uh, January 2024. Um, and then they have 5,500 pages for their project skepticism. So they control significant portions of Wikipedia by majority rule, and they're the only majority allowed on the platform that I've been able to find. Yeah, that, that is uh, where we really get into the topic. So you noticed this <clears throat> by um, because you were interested in UAPs, and UAPs is also an area <clears throat> where I'm active here in Germany with a colleague who knows a ton of people, which I noticed you know too. But the yeah. interesting point is that it's very, um, <clears throat> it's surprising because Let's start at the beginning so that all of our viewers, listeners can understand. Most people believe um, that Wikipedia is an online encyclopedia where everybody can help to distribute knowledge worldwide. So it's a huge group of, uh, of course, amateurs, but there's uh, this idea that the public screening will control what's going on there. And anybody can join in, so it will be the um, it's swarm intelligence that really keeps the thing up. And what you get is a beautiful encyclopedia, which made all the other encyclopedias that existed in print, like Encyclopedia Britannica and that stuff for the English side. Um, um, <clears throat> it's not useful anymore, and uh, it's the seventh most clicked website in the world. So it has a a huge influence. So if I say Wikipedia is a great en online encyclopedia where you get unbiased information, this is what you assume what an encyclopedia does, that you get a very short, concise information, which is unbiased. What would you answer? I, I think that the general public, given that Google pushes it to the top of the search algorithms, you have YouTube that, that now uh, utilizes it to give warnings out for contentious videos that we can go and allegedly get the uh, the true subject uh, matter um, from an encyclopedic point of view. So, so the general public has an expectation that there's some form of quality control uh, over the process <laughs> that they would at least attempt to be fair and balanced and that their information would trend towards being accurate. Um, and that there would be some kind of checks and balances on both of those aspects, or else they wouldn't be pushing the platform at the top of the Google algorithm. So people erroneously believe that it is a fair and balanced platform. At least they strive for it. And that is not accurate at all, hmm. at least on topics that matter to these groups. Did it happen to be coinciding with the most important topics of humanity? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the same thing that we, uh, colleague of mine who do this also for four years now, look into Wikipedia and um, I come <clears throat> to that later on. Yeah, but uh, the point is that we uh, were in contact with a professor here in the United States who did a study on Wikipedia. He's from Purdue University 
And they found out, and that is funny, exactly, exactly the same numbers that we found out for Germany. And so we noticed that it is an international issue. And the net number was that 1% of the editors produce 80% of the content of mm. Wikipedia. So it's a small group. It's uh, only, let's say, 200 something in that range. Of course, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not completely sealed, but it's a group mm. of people who, and then people think everybody in Wikipedia is the same. It's an egalitarian democratic system where one man one vote but it's not so mm -hmm. and they make sure uh, they have a higher they have a higher uh, possibility to decide because they have worked so much on it and using that they <clears throat> throw out people who they don't like who don't have their opinion and what this uh, in the study from purdue university it was words to the effect it was said that um, that they're <clears throat> what they get from this is the feeling of power they're a small group mm -hmm. And they have the power to define for the rest of the world what they should think and what they can know. And that doesn't sound very democratic. <laughs> That's what got me started. Mm -hmm. I think uh, same with you. And everybody has to understand if they can choose topics, they're not all over. So if you go into, let's say, binomial formulas or into chlorophyll or something, Wikipedia is still a good source probably. Yeah. But <clears throat> if you go into something that is uh, politically charged and UAPs, funny enough, is now politically charged, then mm -hmm. they want to have full dominance, full control of the this realm. So <clears throat> what is your take on that? Would you agree or do you have to correct me? No, I, I would expand on that actually. They're, they're pushing inroads into Basically, their, their Committee for Skeptical Inquiry has been around since 1980, and their charter is Secular Humanism and um, Skeptical um, Science, that they, what they believe as science, um, they believe they have it all figured out in settled science. So what they determine as accurate in Wikipedia per their belief structures, um, for them, they are rigid-minded on what science they want to advance, and they're also activist anti-theist organizations. So they admit that they're pushing their agendas global and that Wikipedia is their number one tool, bar none, to do that with. And they believe that they have a mandate because uh, belief in theology or a higher power or aliens or anything of that nature is hindering our development as a civilization and sciences, but also in making uh, governmental decisions. If they're a person that has a, a person of faith, then they consider them credulous believers and they aren't capable of making decisions for themselves. So this small group, like you're talking about, that you know, this is like a 0.001% of the human uh, experience are deciding our, the nature of our reality and trying to comport it into their view structure by, cons they're, they're basically building reality by consensus, not by empirical evidence. Hmm. Yeah, and it's their consensus. It's a very limited, mm -hmm. it's like looking through a tube. It's not, it's not broad. It's not that you can come in and it's not like science where you at least should be, <clears throat> from the theory, should be just able to discuss anything if you have a good scientific argument. Yeah, They are very, very limited. And in Germany, you can read what they think is correct. And it's very weird because you were rightly saying that they are not into anything, let's say, uh, let's uh, even existence of God mm -hmm. or Jesus Christ or something. They they would not um, uh, not they are not proponents of that. 
they don't dare to attack the churches in Germany, but everything that is below that, that includes uh, acupuncture or mm -hmm. traditional Chinese medicine, whatever they consider, they made sure that uh, some scientists, we have a very interesting scientist had very interesting scientist in Germany in, in Freiburg at the university who was a doctor of physics and a doctor of psychology. And his realm was parapsychology. And he was really doing scientific research on that. And they yeah. managed to get him fired. So they're really, they're kind of an inquisition. This is what mm -hmm. they do in Germany <laughs> and uh, make sure that uh, if you if you don't adhere to their beliefs, which are strictly, I would call that from the philosophical point, strictly materialistic yeah whenever there's something that um that is uh, uh let's say an interesting topic which is a little hard to grasp like uaps which have mm -hmm. been shunned by science in germany i think not so much in usa but because a lot of people were interested in that but um that is the uh, the part where i would like to get into now because okay. uh you have done research this is how i got to know about you which was mm -hmm. incredible. Um, we have have to switch to the ads in about <clears throat> four minutes to that. Uh, so um, I might have to interrupt you, but how, okay, you fine. had you have footage, you have footage from training that these people did uh, for their followers mm -hmm. to dominate Wikipedia, if you can tell us about that. Yeah, they, they uh, Susan Gerbic is the head of the Gorilla Skeptics. She was a career uh, JCPenney's uh, clothing apparel store photographer for 30 years she has no background in science so she's advancing on secondhand information that they like they accrue like they accuse david grush and all them of um but they actually have first-hand information on what they know she's taking it on faith from this from who are skeptics and academics in her group that their science and all that is accurate so she's believing their dogma and advancing it as if it's the gospel truth and settled science on on all these topics and that it and you're right they have a very rigid mindset which i think is a common theme like with mick west and her they have a lot of pathology they exhibit from their like their childhoods with ocd and very rigid belief structures so they call the rest of us credulous believers of humanity um but it actually it's their dogma and they don't even realize that they are the ones that are fringe and uh, the, the vast minority uh, with their belief structure. The, the balance of humanity doesn't coincide with their beliefs. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, the question, did you the, the videos, how did you get these videos of the training sessions? And are you sure that they are? That they are valid that there is no falsification yeah, also? she they are not uh they're not ashamed to uh to broadcast their goals because they've had several um controversies that have came out in the media about the gorilla skeptics on wikipedia and one of the found jimmy wales one of the founders um condoned it and basically that emboldened them so they use that as a marketing tool to go out and with these talking points and that the uh, segments that matt ford recorded from the good trouble show um, that was at the opening of the videos that I did, the two interviews with him. Um, these are these are directly out of their YouTube videos that you can, anyone can go and watch. That he went through hours of their segments and pulled these out, and where she's talking about that, where they have um, like two thousand pages now and over one hundred fifty million page views on those, and those are the ones they admit to. There's also the unadmitted gorilla skeptics that that are in the UFO field that are um like lucky louie and uh, jps which is joshua schroeder he's a astrophysicist a very um very bitter one actually at that uh, he attacks any 
academics and scientists that uh, he doesn't agree with wholesale on uh, Wikipedia and elsewhere. Uh, he has a long habit of that. He also went after the cold fusion people about six or seven years ago and had a huge blowout with them too. So th this has been going on. I found since about 2005, Gorilla Skeptics came into being by name at about 2010 on the platform, but they've been active since 2005 pushing this agenda, which goes back to the CFI Committee for Inquiry that's based out of New York uh, that's been in existence since 2000, since uh, 1980. Yes. So this okay. has been going on a long time and people didn't know about it. That is uh, similar to what we researched, my colleague and me. Let's go to the ads and after that we get back to this topic. TNT's Tyler Nixon. Robert F. Kennedy running. Um, he's, uh, I went and had a chance to see him speak in uh, Philadelphia when he announced his independence from the Democrat crime syndicate. And I honestly had hoped that he would be able to be a force within that party to reform it, to bring sanity back to it, uh, if it ever had it, and to uh, maybe begin to purge the elements of criminality and fraud and deceit and destruction and uh, treason uh, out of that out of that crime syndicate of a party. But clearly the institutional forces that have arrayed against uh, anyone who would challenge this uh, this deep state uh, slash criminal syndicate that has taken over our government. Tyler Nixon on today's News Talk. TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh, yes, yes. Then I'll begin. Even when you're just sitting around, we're rocking the talk. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Yeah, I'm back uh, to the Doug Pullman show with Rob Heatherly, um, an expert for Wikipedia. Um, the topic there was how he got there was UAPs. And we were talking, there's a strange coincidence, which you can uh, see, uh, which not pe people don't understand that this is international. It's a global phenomena, uh, at least from the countries that I'm able to, uh, <clears throat> to read what they're doing. I mean, you can translate by Google Translate now close to anything and their differences if you if you read wikipedia but we have the same structure that uh, this group there it's not the only group but the strongest group maybe is the so-called skeptics i wouldn't call them skeptics because skepticism is a is a, a strain of uh, yeah yeah they fall fake uh, or whatever of uh, uh, skepticism uh, skepticism means that um, you, if you have a scientific mind you need to be a skepticist uh, you need to always be able to go back to um to your results and uh it's a kind of socratian uh, atmosphere that you know that you probably don't know enough and if there's any evidence you should go to that that's one of the great things of our culture <laughs> that this should happen but they're not that way and then um i just mentioned um i don't know i didn't find anything about that but what is really weird in germany is 
I um, we were talking about that they don't believe in anything that's uh, in anything that they would call metaphysical. So any kind of religion is forbidden for them <laughs> in their realm, but also research into topics like parapsychology is forbidden if you are close to that and touch it. But they have one exception in Germany when they this uh, the, the group, which is called the Society for the Scientific Investigation of Parapsychology. <clears throat> Um, they uh, they uh, have uh, conferences, and then they propose Satanism. I'm not joking. They had a, co uh, a conference which we uh, uh, we we reported on that, and uh, their argument they say that um, they are humanists. For example, their their PR arm is called a humanist press release uh, station, so to speak, translated. And they say that Satanism is the ultimate form of humanism because man uh, creates himself, uh, everything for himself. He becomes God. So they are in favor of Satanism because of that. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that, but I think it's it shows how weird, how weird the whole situation is. That the same in the United States, or are they? Uh, do, uh, I think because the United States is much more Christian, that might be too uh, too dangerous for them. Yeah? Packaging with the the committee for skeptic committee for inquiry CFI is the latest name of it, but their charter is uh, they have an aggressive anti-theist platform. So in in the United States, if they were to come out and admit that they have a satanic component in any of their infrastructure, would be catastrophic for their PR for the public relations. Mm -hmm. So I I suspect that there are some underpinnings of some of these agendas because they've even sued the Supreme Court to not give invocations at the opening of chamber uh, hearings and, and things like that. And they want to give a secular goodwill message that completely didn't involve any theology whatsoever. So they, they are highly activist in, in their global ambitions of eradicating religion. But that, you know, I've had suspicions of that from other uh, in inquiries that I've done in research and investigating that, um, that they would hide secular humanism with some components of, of uh, Satanism, basically, like yeah. you said, uh, you know, the, all people can be gods, we're all equal. So if you can't, if you can't be, get people believing in theology, or atheism that nothing exists, then the be the next best thing if they're going to believe in a theology would be one that allows you to do whatever you want to do that there's no accountability. So it would their charter by actions like you're talking about would lend to being anti-christian which is anti-christ so it, it just mm. it's not a far stretch that a lot there was probably this component within their infrastructure but they'll never admit it in the united states but if we look at mm. the editors in germany that are on board with this we might find some overlap and that would be an interesting uh pursuit to take yeah we uh, we will go on from here it's just we just got to know each other <laughs> but right, this is only yeah. the start yeah you can be sure about that uh, so um and another thing that i'd like uh, uh because it's uh, for people to understand what they are doing so how what when i say manipulation or disinformation on wikipedia let's take the uap topic because that's an interesting topic you have you have uh, it's scientifically extremely interesting Mm -hmm. um, which we now yeah. notice because there are more and more people uh, in the United States. You have uh, people like Avi Loeb, who is a Harvard astrophysicist, mm -hmm. or you have <clears throat> Gary Nolan, who was Stanford. Uh, these top people, Harold Puthoff, who is uh, 
was a CIA scientist or is still maybe, mm -hmm. um, but uh, people that really are on the top ranks of academia. In Germany, they don't dare to speak out because it could mean the end of their careers. So yeah, I'm in definitely. several, uh, I know several people, I'm in groups and they try to stay anonymous because it's dangerous. And so they are, they are projecting power. So these uh, the skeptics project power, but can you explain a good one or two examples how this kind of manipulation wikipedia looks like what is it really like well um i found where jimmy wales one of the co-founders argued into existence that instead of having a, a complete one editor one vote rule of dem democracy within the platform he argued that there needed to be a group of educated people that were also looking after the best interests of wikipedia that would have executive override say like if a committee decided to delete a page and it was 100 percent unanimous uh, among general editors they can come in and one person can override the entire rest of the vote count and so this group has been given an, a monopoly on the platform so on any given page uh article or whatever you want to call it they uh majority rules so when the one of the rules of Wikipedia is that you're not supposed to canvas, which means you don't get another editor that will that will align with your beliefs on a page to help you edit and in, in your on your slant of your direction. So they have the majority on any page. And if they want to take a page or create one, they can keep majority rule because they're the only majority allowed on the platform. And if you try to bring in other admins and such to try and get consensus on a page to, to rival them, then they'll use the rules, which they even help write to block those editors. They'll either page ban them or completely knock them off the platform. They've had scientists that are doing innovative uh, medical research, like for cancer, that have been topic banned for daring to argue with these skeptics. And it, like Susan Gerbic doesn't even have a degree in anything to do with uh, the uh, any, anything to do with physics and uh you know she's a, she's a photographer and, and she's mm -hmm. banning they're using their leverage and majority rule to knock out actual science and uh, advances in medicine things like that uh, arbitrarily because they are advancing a religious a rigid belief structure and anything that does not coincide with that they, they, like I said, they create the rules, they modify the rules, and then they don't have to go by the rules because they have they have the the blessings of the platform to override uh, any other editors. You can't go against them. Yeah, I can <clears throat> I can give example. Um, one of my school teachers, uh, very lately in the sixties, became a doctor of history uh, with a work on on Heinrich Himmler, uh, and he went to Wikipedia. And because uh, there were some topics like uh, what is called Generalplan Ost, that is the General Plan Ost East, uh, that was <clears throat> meant to be the blueprint how to conquer and uh, <clears throat> diminish the population in the eastern mm -hmm. parts so that it could be taken over by Germans. They basically had the plan to have the, the Slavic people as slaves. This was <clears throat> to get rid of 75% of, uh, of the population. So he was into that. He was a specialist for that. He tried to edit on Wikipedia. And then he he was astonished because he came there and thought, oh, this is this great platform and um, I'm retired and I spent some time to, uh, yeah. to give some of the historic um, research right. that uh, he was familiar. And then he was immediately, he was attacked by some people. He gave me the 
the nicknames. You never know who this person is. They stay anonymous. Mm -hmm. yeah? That is also interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. Yes. <clears throat> That's why I won four court cases because I found out who people were and published it. Uh, I tell about that later. Yeah. So, uh, but okay. he told me that, and then um, he was uh, harassed. He was mobbed, you could say. So he survived okay. only for uh, uh, not a not a very long time on Wikipedia, and then he was mm -hmm. blocked. And uh, some several of the topics that he was writing about, where he got his doctor's degree for, <laughs> were also exactly. blocked. And and this is what people need to understand, because you think uh, it is everybody can contribute, but these people are there, and they are reigning the, over the realm. If you go in yeah. there and you are, if you are not the same opinion, you're thrown out, and then there's still some kind of democratic. Uh, it's democratic decision, but it's like in the Central Committee of the USSR. You won't find anybody from the conservative right. side in that because they made sure that nobody got anywhere besides the Gulag uh, on the way up. So this is why I called this group the Junta. And mm -hmm. I'm deeply disturbed because this is against all basic rules of democracy, free speech and what we think, because Absolutely. also they can hide. They can hide what they are doing from the public. And it's still when Wikipedia got, uh, I don't know, 20 years or 30 years, we had documentaries on German TV and they then the, they were talking also. They always have to talk about what the problems are. And they were talking about that. They're not people, not enough people of diversity uh, yeah. in the in the group of editors. That's the only problem they contribute. They uh, they say that they have. And I want I, I couldn't believe what I heard because it's uh, it's only it needs a bit, little bit of basic research into that, which you have done, and you can encounter that. So yeah. what is that similar to to United States or where they would would you like to expand or add or comment on that free uh, free speech for you now? <laughs> yeah, um, the best example I have that I can give your viewers is uh, how put off um, he had his page was labeled pseudoscience and that offended him of course um for his lifetime of achievements in this uh, 30 years of the government uh u.s government paying for uh, remote viewing and all that that worked and bore good fruit um they've got the results of it the stigma is what shut it down not the lack of results but um in 2017 hal tried to edit in um he tried to get the pseudo he was on his talk page and he was going by the rules and he he submitted five of his peer-reviewed papers that showed that his um, that it's not pseudoscience with the with the psychic um, research he's done. These are peer-reviewed papers, and they had put in um, a book written by a biologist that called him uh, that said that how Putoff's work was pseudoscience. So they considered that a credible source. That book written by a biologist to offset five peer-reviewed papers of how Putoff that they rejected putting in the article to get rid of the pseudoscience label. Mm -hmm. So he wrote a note on the talk page in 2017 that just, I mean, he brought tears to my eyes saying, I give up any students coming here. Do not take any information from this because it's not accurate. I tried to fix it and I lost. So mm -hmm. that is the crux of it. And say like, if they have a page where you try to edit, like what Hal did, once they they don't tell new editors if you do if you try to edit in something three times then there's the three revert rule then they will ban you from the platform so they they have a game of this what i found is that they enjoy taking out new editors in their competition they'll let them they'll let them try and add it edit it in three times and then they ban them from the platform especially if they're new and, and and they don't even give them a warning first 
And, and that's how they keep control of pages. And then they can claim edit warring and vandalism. And then the page gets protected where only the majority of existing editors then can move forward and edit that page. So that's how they take over each page. It's like a game of risk. You know, they just take more and more territory like you would, you know, in a global conquest. So they, they've turned it into a game. I could actually write the rules of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, the point is when um, I started, I was researching uh, a weird, <clears throat> a weird uh, prison in Israel, which officially didn't exist, which was used for. It's kind of like uh, it's was has been called uh, the Israeli Guantanamo and the Guardian. So <clears throat> on that topic, uh, I found that a person in Germany, <clears throat> excuse me, um, wrote about that, uh, and one of the editors, and um, he gave himself the same name. Felix, uh, uh, which but with KS, and I could only find KS with Felix Jajinsky, who had been the head of the G uh, of the uh, NKVD. Um, so he was personally he was responsible for ten thousands of uh, people killed in the beginning mm. of the Soviet Union and after the Bolshevik Revolution. And I wondered uh, what this guy was, and then I noticed that he was editing also about politicians of the left party. But that was also interesting. Some of them he he praised them uh, in Wikipedia, and some he wrote down. So um, I uh, I was getting interested in that, and then it was clear that he was strongly <clears throat> on topics of uh, let's say Israeli uh, strategic defense forces uh, uh, operations and so on. This is uh, his uh, Suryam, and I. Um, it was a long, I mean, I mean, I'm an investigative journalist, and that was really one of my toughest jobs, jobs uh, ever mm. put on myself. But after four or five months, um, uh, I finally um, got a track because in, he had deleted all information about him, but I could find some. I had his birthday, I had his first name, original first name. And uh, then at, in one topic, I found uh, a city and I went to the uh, to the school files of that city. Um, because with the birth date, you know, it was clear there were only like three classes where it could be and three schools. Mm -hmm. So that's about, um, let's say, three classes is in Germany, something like 75 people and three schools. So it's only a few hundred people where they had to look through and see if the first name would show up. And that worked. And then I was astonished to see that this guy had been a conscientious objector in Germany, but he volunteered for the Israeli mm. Defense Forces. And he was a member, he was trying to go to the federal parliament in Germany as a candidate for exactly this party. So in Wikipedia, he smeared his internal, uh, say the factions that were not in the side and wrote for mm. the people who were. So in science, this would be it would not be possible to to write about these two topics where you're so involved in that uh that uh that you pick that as a a, a topic where you should be uh scientifically objectively reporting to other people mm -hmm. and yeah. i announced that i would publish him and then his lawyer came and said uh, you will be sued which happened um and i won it's now four cases the fifth is due in in march and um i won four cases and uh, the one of the <clears throat> judges called him the equivalent of a, a serial uh, a reputation killer on the internet because yeah. he was doing that to a lot of people. Uh, and another of the judges said that uh, uh, he would argue that there might be a case for anonymity in Wikipedia, for example, if you're writing about mathematics 
then why shouldn't you be an omnibus? But what he was doing was so uh, outrageous, manipulative that the, the judge decided he it needs to be known who he is, and that should be. I but the Wikipedia is uh, strongly against it. You are protected. You can you mm -hmm. can exert power without being responsible. And it's very hard to to sue Wikipedia. He sued me. Yeah. So I four times now. And that is a lot of money. That's about 60,000 euros. Um, I, I guess that he paid for it. and he goes on. So my question is, where does he get the money uh, for always losing court cases? Of course, he's trying to get me that. into. <laughs> okay, so this is what I encountered. And then because I won the court cases, my punishment is my Wikipedia entry in Germany, which is getting worse by by the month. It's mm -hmm. I'm uh, it, it, yes. I wait for when when they tell that I'm uh, killing small children and drink their blood or something like exactly. that. It gets worse yeah, and worse. Like and yeah, and that <laughs> is and whenever somebody tries to change, uh, I'm now as I said their enemy number one. And uh, my if you look at the discussion page, then there is a second page. Uh, second web page in Germany, which is called Psiram. These are only these uh, the skeptics people. And this web page is illegal because it doesn't have, you cannot say who it is. In Germany, it is the, that you have a web page, then you have to have an address and you so that somebody could go to you to court, with you to court right. if, if there's yeah. smear in it. Liability. Uh, so, but that liability. Uh, this uh, this web page is against uh, the uh, the regulations in Germany, but mm -hmm. the German government doesn't do anything about it. On the contrary, there is another association uh, connected to that, which is from the let's say woke uh, woke uh, part of society, and it's also uh, they consider themselves uh, on the progressive side, so to speak and um they uh they smeared me and they are financed by german government german government pays 150 million euros now to what they call protect democracy going out to these people and so mm. they're they're not only that they don't take the oversight but they're financing. so i'm taught at schools as an example um, of uh, people you shouldn't listen to so it gets into but it's not my case the point is really that there's about 1000 people that are smeared this way and as i said for the scientists in freiburg it meant mm -hmm. the end of his career it meant uh, and this is a, a reign of the people are, are careful what to say what to utter uh, yeah. uh what they yeah. should they're in do, occupied uh, territory their their academic right. careers are is <laughs> if they rebel uh it's the same thing in the united states what we found is that they this group uh cfi uh committee for inquiry they they take in it's like about two million dollars a year or more of donations but they also pay out um they have the guerrilla skeptic program on wikipedia that is their flagship for propaganda putting it out but they also write articles so so they're anonymous on wikipedia like you were saying uh, with pseudonyms and names and but on the cfi um, csi fellows they have uh, alumni like neil degrassi tyson nick west susan gerbic uh, brian dunning who's several others on there there's, there's legions of them mm -hmm. so if, if say if an editor in wikipedia needs uh, mainstream consensus for an article and they need another article to add in there to reinforce their position they can have their by name csi fellows write an article on it and then they put it in the wikipedia article to source it so they build their they build their mainstream consensus by using their fellows to do that with 
and they get, I think it's an average of about $1,500 an article. So this, this uh, CFI organization, they do philanthropist donations around the world. So like for Germany, for instance, if they wanted to fight court cases, um, they even pay relocation money for people that are being threatened because they go after Christian, they go after religions. And for people that are being persecuted for that, they pay relocation money for that. They also pay court costs for defending them, like what you found out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't throwing in money to help uh, with the defense against the cases that you were fighting. Let's get back to that after the ads. There's another round of ads. And um, thank you very much, um, Mr. Heatherly. It's getting more and more interesting for me, also personally. Okay, but the ads now. <laughs> De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Dr. Matthew Wilicki is a bit like Dr. Judith Curry. Both of them were prominent academics in their field, and they left their field because of the fact they could not put up with the whole global warming missive. And of course, they have become outcasts. Dr. Curry actually had some of her background at Penn State, and she has been called some mean and nasty names by Michael Mann, to a point where I don't understand why she hasn't sued him for libel and slander, but it's her life. In any case, Dr. Wilicki has this idea about rethinking climate change metrics. Now, this is not an old idea. In fact, one of my professors at Penn State back in the 70s said that temperature is a third-rate way of measuring climate. And he's right, because the temperature can spread apart from what we call the dew point. What is a better way to measure climate is with what we call wet bulbs. But better than that, the best of all is water vapor. We have something that we work with as meteorologists called saturation mixing ratios. And it shows the direct correlation between the amount of water vapor in the air and the temperature. So why aren't we quantifying water vapor? You know why? Because it will reveal that water vapor is the main driving force behind the warming. Now what's causing extra water vapor? Well, it's not extra CO2 in the air. It's the warming oceans. What's warming the oceans? That's not from the extra CO2 in the air either. So Dr. Wilicki's idea of rethinking climate change metrics is an excellent idea. And we should be quantifying water vapor. That chance given $63 trillion is already behind this whole net zero agenda. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy. The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days. They haven't drank anything. They're cold, they're dehydrated. But remember, there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... <laughs> okay. And around the world for any animal, any disaster. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. This is the Dirk Pullman Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Yeah, welcome and bienvenue. Welcome back to the Dirk Pullman Show. And I have to read a, a short uh, message from TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station 
that does what others uh, only say they do. We're doing that right now. <laughs> TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We are now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to tntradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. So back to Mr. Heatherly. Um, I think it's uh, only very few few media outlets have uh, have uh, gone after this topic. And I think it's for a democratic state, it's essential. Because if you have, uh, as I said, a number seven world most clicked website uh, distributing disinformation, something is deeply, deeply wrong. So, and the UFO topic is a hot topic, but not on the partisan level. There are people trying to get into disclosure. Uh, there are people who don't want to do that. And it's really interesting. You could see American democracy at work on this topic, really. So uh, is there any move towards uh, looking at uh, Wikipedia now that we see what they're doing with the U uh, UAP UFO stuff? Uh, floor is yours. Yeah, um, you, we've got some very high profile academics that looked at this that were, you know, that are that are professors at colleges and such. You know, they spent their lives educating our youth and, you know, and our next generation to come up with that with as much accurate information and wide, you know, to allow them to make um, decisions of what they conceptualize the human experience being uh, empirical reality. And, you know, where they're presented both sides of an argument um, where they can see uh, and make up their own opinions. And this group has arbitrarily since the inception of wikipedia in 2000 since basically the age of the internet we've got entire generations that grew up using wikipedia that trusted it mm. and for them to learn that this platform is bigoting information and not allowing people the freedom of choice of what their information is and the to present both sides of an argument and then allow them to determine for themselves this group has taken it away from them and for academics and to learn that they're doing this because they spent their whole life trying to be teachers and they're pushing against an unknown enemy that has been deplatforming them all along since the age of the internet of disinformation and misinformation uh, they are very angry about that and they they have let people in congress know about this and there's also been several legal groups looking into this so we're starting to break out into mainstream media as well. We've got people like Chris Sharp and uh, some other journalists that are looking into this and writing articles. It, it's starting to take off into the mainstream, not just the um, social media hmm. venues. So it's going to keep growing because the more people that found out that they're not the only ones that have been uh, abused on the platform, that, that thought it was just a one-off thing. And then now that they're learning that it's a systematic problem, uh, and or well organized, there, there's just a lot of angry people, and it keeps growing. We keep getting more people coming into Twitter and talking about this, and giving their experiences how they were wronged by this group too. So it just keeps expanding. I've got a team now of of a dozen people, literally, that are at the core of this, helping me orchestrate to, to get the message out, and that group keeps growing, and it's exponential. Mm -hmm. That is good. And now we also, I can tell you, this is international and uh, same thing going on in Germany. I have to talk to colleagues. Um, I've been on a conference in uh, in, uh, in the Czech Republic 
and um and we were talking uh to several people from from other countries also academics there and uh they everybody thought it's only him <laughs> and then mm -mm. there was a guy from mm -mm. Norway there was a guy from Italy they so uh, yep. uh it was uh and then I, I I was telling my story there and then they suddenly noticed that uh it's uh it's not um one problem in a structure that is sound but the structure is not sound it, it's the problem itself but but that's one question I really ask myself how is it possible that this uh, slip the attention of uh, of uh, let's say academia or the attention of people in the media that we have a tool of misinformation a tool which can be used it can be abused it is abused it can be abused it is abused regularly it's every every day this is happening and mm -hmm. uh, why can it go unnoticed for so long do you have an idea I, of that yeah i do because um when when uh, we had um Roswell crash in 47 the the, the uh, CIA was formed shortly after that and uh, OSI with the Air Force and such that, that morphed into our uh, modern day intelligence agencies they had that 75 year disinformation campaign to make the topic of UFOs uh, completely uh, ridiculous in the eyes of the public and that by extension of government conspiracies they have um, psyops and information control domestically is against the law uh, Susan mm -hmm. Goh, who is the Pentagon spokesman, um, and she was a career colonel in PSYOPs, she wrote a paper in 2003 ah, arguing that you can't okay. separate the duties of public affairs from PSYOPs, they're one and the same. And her argument in her 2003 paper framed out what she wanted, her vision for a domestic information control program where even there would be a cabinet level person that would have the ear of the president and a, a parallel in the Pentagon for information flow in and out where they would control it to domestic domestically so if she had her choice to make this legal then a platform like wikipedia would be her number one tool that she would use domestically because they did set up an america.gov from 2009 and 10 to push propaganda overseas and then congress shut it down in 2010 because they were afraid that that information would come back to the united states so hmm. that disinformation campaign, the spirit of what she wrote in that paper, and I can get your link to that. It's a very interesting read. It parallels mm -hmm. what Wikipedia in essence is and that there's, I found underpinnings of the government involvement in Wikipedia. Um, so they have a presence in that. It would be absurd to think that the US government does not have some influence of the content in that in areas that they want to influence. Yeah, I've just looked into, uh, you know, censorship on the, if we call it censorship on the internet, you could also call it fact checking, this is what other call it, or making sure that uh, there is no hate speech, I looked into the structure. And that was one interesting thing, for example, there's uh, a big thing is NewsGuard, which cooperates with Microsoft now, and they tell you uh, the credibility mm -hmm. of a source. And yeah. uh, that is used uh, then again in Wikipedia to say who can be quoted or not. We have a, in, in Germany, it's very strange uh, from which source you can uh, quote what is accepted. Um, mm -hmm. It's basically lawless in a way, but uh, it's highly enforced lawlessness. But uh, in, with this, uh, I found that uh, NewsGuard has on the board of advisors, there's Michael Hayden, the former NSA CIA chief. And that should not be somebody who was into 
looking what news are good or not i i recall yeah. the hunter biden laptop where uh, he was one of the 51 officials uh, who were, wrote uh, a completely false assessment that uh, this looks like a russian and disinformation campaign and please don't mm -hmm. publish it there so he was there and another guy who was on this board is jimmy wales so uh, this is mm. this is when you tell me about this paper then you can see that it looks like they've mm -hmm. succeeded already it's yes, a, absolutely it's a, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. okay completely in line with what her dream was to have information control of the united states um when when wikipedia is promoted as the number one resource for the layman to go get information on the internet google promotes it youtube promotes it facebook uh utilizes it um the government knows that there's bias in there um but the general population hasn't before now um mm. this is the first time that we've been able to quantify um my my newfound partner uh craig um mm. weiler wrote a book on it 13 years ago and he couldn't get anywhere because they didn't have the social media base that we do now to rally in support of these different topics because it's not it's not just the ufo topic like you said it's 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 all kinds of different sciences it's it's political um agendas i found one of the senior admins of this group editing um information and you know and i'm not advocating for trump I'm, I'm staying politically neutral on this but but i'm making the point that a senior admin for the guerrilla skeptics was putting the the um, russian hoax information back into donald trump's um, wikipedia page just recently so they okay. are cooking the books on the election now again too so there's no area they don't stay out of that is interesting because that was, uh, you know, you don't have to be a fan of Donald Trump to see that this was pushed and pushed and pushed. And that was mm -hmm. fake news. But all the fake checkers, fake news checkers didn't really go after that. That is, uh, uh, you know, it. Uh, I think you don't have to be uh, the brightest candle on the on the mm -hmm. uh, on the cake to understand that something is deeply wrong here. It's not what we <laughs> what we have been told things uh, should be and uh, and are. So uh, for you, I mean, in the United States, I think it's still stronger. Free speech is something that is uh, a core thing. And, but in, in, uh, you can see that they are organizing. Uh, and uh, a thing that was, let's say, in the 60s was Mockingbird, where they had 400 journalists making sure that not everything would get, uh, could get out. But now it's much more sophisticated. Oh, yeah. it's uh it's part of the structure so um if you're anybody who's interested in freedom of speech and uh, a democratic society where there's control from the people towards the government not the other way around no matter what kind of political opinion you have this is a topic that we should look out after because uh if uh, if somebody tells you if you want to know what the truth is ask the government that's not what i would like to hear yeah? mm -hmm. your comment no. on that we have about one more minute yeah this this is basically uh, an attack on democracy and uh you know our constitution the, the people to be able to have freedom of speech but also the freedom to access information that's not chosen for them you know they should be allowed the freedom of choice from mm -hmm. from accurate you know balanced information not one-sided that is propaganda that's arbitrarily chosen what's subjective reality for the balance of reality you know objectively um they're, they're taking that away so it's a freedom of choice fundamentally that it's under attack yeah 
uh, it's about uh, we have about 45 seconds now left uh, the last question from my side is uh, is there any legal part going on can you say is it bipartisan is it is it strong enough will it be will it become a topic are you optimistic about that i'm optimistic that they're going to have bipartisan support for this um, because you know if we can't have freedom of speech we can't have a fair um a fair debate you know in in, in the uh, village square you know, like they did in the days of Rome, um, mm. where democracy started. Um, you know, th this is completely undermining everything that America stands for in our Constitution. So, yeah, you know, we've got to have freedom of speech to to have any other rights from there. I think I'm optimistic to hear that this is a topic in the United States because this uh, the the quest, as I said, for freedom of speech is stronger with your than with us. Thank you very much, Rob Heatherly. We'll have you on another time. Bye. Thank you.